It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the Drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda Harris. Cheers. Our guest today, Mike Schneebeck from the Fort Point Beer Company of San Francisco. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Glad to be here. Just a reminder that the Brew Ha Ha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewing Company, Poppy Bank Epicenter, and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Herlinda. I had the great privilege of getting to go to the Fort Point San Francisco Beer Week dim sum beer and cider pairing last saturday it was like the last event of the uh well not the last event because there was stuff all day but uh there One was of the closing events closing of events Week. and what a yeah. closing but i remember the first time i had fort point beer I, I don't know i guess five years ago or so and the kolsch and that was one of the first kolsches um that commercially being made in the u.s that i would you know was like oh my i have goodness. enjoyed several myself yes oh. well, so we're you. i've been wanting to have you guys in for a long time and you actually are the brewer you actually came up with that recipe right? i am yes so that one actually uh justin our, our co-owner he uh had some uh, say in that one that's an old recipe we've been brewing for quite a while you guys actually have it's weird because i hadn't even heard of this brewery before they had mill valley brewing company first right uh, Mill Valley Beer Works, yeah. Mill Valley Mill Beer Valley. Works. And that was, sorry, what, 2010? Right around 2010, yeah. So that's and then, where we all got our start in the uh, brewing business. And then uh, when did uh, the Fort Point part come about? And then Fort Point launched at the end of 2013. Okay. So we're coming up on 10, 10 years. 10 years? The end of the year, yeah. I know, right? We do math. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's our 10-year anniversary for Brewhaha also, actually, oh, cool. this month. So we are... Perfect. It took it just took me 10 years to get you on the show. <laughs> So if you have noticed, also Fort Point has a tap room at the Ferry Building, quite convenient and a good spot as well. But you guys also, how I got you on finally, was you have a new cider. We do, yes. And it's two two new ciders. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about them. Um, There's a lot to discuss about them that we'll get into. But yeah, really excited and glad to share them with you today. Well, let's go back and talk to folks about visiting Fort Point Brewing. Yeah, so as far as visiting... Um, as Helena mentioned, the Ferry Building is uh, one of our tap rooms. It's in the Ferry Building of San Francisco, right on the city side. Um, so really great hot dogs, beers available there. Um, and then we also have our main tap room on Valencia Street in the Mission. And at that location, we have a really, really cool kind of San Francisco seafood-inspired menu. It takes kind of some interpretations of classic San Francisco seafood dishes Pairs them with a whole range of beers and some really good wines as well. Is that by the Tornado? Uh, so on Valencia, it's um, between 18th and 19th okay, Street. Okay, because yeah. I was at the Tornado. Oh, in Lower Haight. I don't know if they, people know about this yet, but I was at the Tornado after the Dim Sum event for the Shun event, which is uh, Russian River Brewery does a Shun, so all the damnations, etc. And um, I saw on the corner... A sign that said Fort Point coming soon or something like that. No, unfortunately, it's Fort Point going away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we did have a location there on the corner, 701 Hate. Oh. Um, but we are leaving that location. Okay. Uh, All right. Our, We're in the middle of the drive brouhaha with Herlinda Harris. Cheers. And our guest today, Mike Schneebeck from the Fort Point Beer Company of San Francisco. Welcome <laughs> again, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, Give Mike. us a little bit of the history of Fort Point Beer. Yes, yeah, so Fort Point was founded in 2013, uh, founded by two brothers, Justin and Tyler Catalana, uh, as well as Justin's partner, Dina Dobkin. And our mission at Fort Point is to make 
really balanced, approachable, and nuanced beer, what we kind of call good beer for everyone. I know that sounds like a very difficult task, <laughs> uh, especially in the craft beer world. But no, we, uh, no, we really try and take you know, classic existing styles, put our twist on them, and make beers that are easy to understand and really easy to enjoy, but at the same time have you know, some cool layers you can peel back if you are really into craft beer and some of the more you know, technical or uh, artistic things going on behind the scenes. And you started where, and where are you now? So we all got our start at Mill Valley Beer Works, uh, which is a small brew pub uh, that was opened around 2010. That's where we all kind of started working together. I had known Justin from college, so that's how I found out about that gig, and um, that's where actually I learned how to brew. Uh, at the time, he and his brother were doing the brewing. <laughs> In college, I'm shocked. Yeah, well, just after college when I got to Beer Works. In college, I was more on the bar side. Uh, selling beer. You were in the San Diego area doing all yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, I was down in San Diego, which is a you know really great craft beer scene to kind of grow up in and to have that as your introduction to beer. So that definitely played a part in in developing my interest in craft beer. But uh, Beer Works, I uh, was given the opportunity to brew and did a pretty good job. So they let me keep doing it. And uh, yeah, I was brewing there for about three years. And at that time. Uh, decided you know, we wanted to do something a little bigger than the brew pub, something that you know could have maybe a, a bigger reach. And so that was when Fort Point, we decided to make the move uh, to San Francisco and build a new kind of larger production scale brewery in San Francisco. So today we're the largest independent brewery in the city. Ah. Uh, yeah. So now, what are, uh, Justin and Dina? What are their what, the, what are their last names? Uh, it's Justin Catalana and Dina Dobkin. Okay, and they are the so they, they, they are the co-owners, and they run Fort Point right. day-to-day. And then you're the research. Um, the, yeah, uh, your title's a little different than others. Yeah. It is, I know. Director <laughs> of Brewer Innovation, which, of course, is like research, R&D, research and development, but you exactly. were the head brewer. Yeah, so when we started out, it was just me, um, one or two other people we quickly hired. And, yeah, I was doing kind of the head brewer roles. And as the company grew... Uh, I started to shift more of my focus on the recipes, R&D, brand, um, you know, more of the creative side stuff. And we brought in some extra help to do the actual production management, the day-to-day. Because uh, at the time, it was, it was, well, it was day-to-night today. It was about <laughs> almost 24 hours a day. So there's a, a lot to manage. Um, and since then, that's been my focus. So coming up with new recipes and trying to always improve the old ones. And then you carried over some of the beers that you brought with you like the, the Kolsch. Now the Italian Pilsner is fairly new, right? Correct. Svitio is a newer one that came out about two years ago. Um, so I get my timelines a little, <laughs> a little tricky, but uh, no, a lot of Svitio has been out for about two years. But yeah, the KSA Kolsch, uh, the Westphalia Red Ale, um, and the Park Pale Ale all were products of Beer Works. So it was really great. We had about three years to kind of you know prototype these beers, get feedback. And we had a nice selection of beer, I think, when we launched Fort Point, uh, which was definitely an advantage. So what's your production capacity at, like, now? Uh, right now, we'll do about 27,000 barrels Not this bad. Year. Yeah, not bad. And it's been around mid-25,000s 20, for the last few years. So you've actually increased, so good we for have, you. Yeah. Good for you. What would you consider to be Fort Point's signature beer? It's KSA. The Kolsch. The Kolsch, yeah, it stands for Kolsch-style ale. It's one of our more clever names. Um, <laughs> but that is, that is the signature. And it's kind of funny. When we started, I was very convinced that our Park Pale Ale would be the flagship. Um, 
so much so that I was signing hop contracts and really getting <laughs> ready for the future, but uh, it didn't shape out that way. So KSA quickly became the uh, the favorite, and for good reason. I think it's you know it it really embodies what we're going for as far as making really approachable, balanced beer, yeah, clean. clean. It works for any occasion. You did some traveling for your inspiration for your styles, I did. right? Like you, you went to Cologne, obviously, for the Kolsch, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to take a, a little European beer trip uh, back when I was working at Beerworks. The Dry Brew Haha is brought to you by the folks at Russian River Brewery and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guest today is Mike Schneebeck. He is the Director of Brewing Innovation at Fort Point Beer. They have two locations in San Francisco. Their main location is in the Mission at 742 Valencia Street, and you can also find them in the Ferry Building down on the water. Mike, you are the Director of Brewing Innovation, and you are now into cider. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we just launched two ciders uh, at the beginning of this year. One is called Super Dry. It's a dry cider. And the other is Supernatural. It's a rosé-inspired cider. And this is something we been talking about you know internally for a few years now um, you've seen a lot of breweries expand into beverages beyond beer Some of, probably seltzers the most common one and you know we it's something we've always always wanted to be aware of and uh, now felt like the right time to do it and um, cider cider is the one we chose and we're really excited to share these with the world. Tell me about the first one that we tasted. So good. So yeah, fantastic. so super dry. So our goal with these is to kind of keep the same type of philosophy we have with our beer, balance, approachability, nuance. Um, and look, So going into this, we wanted to design a cider that was good for everyday drinking uh, that really was dry. I think that was the one thing we took away from doing a lot of just tasting and cider drinking uh, was that there are ciders out there that are advertised as dry, but... You know, they, they weren't super dry, and they, uh, no pun intended, and you, know, you had a little trouble um, having you know, more than two or three. And so when we were designing this, we spent a lot of focus on you know, getting the right level of sweetness, um, but being really careful to preserve all those beautiful, fresh apple aromatics. You know, we want it to be zippy, lively, really refreshing. And those apples are 100% West Coast apples, right? Yes, that's a, a broad net, but that's intentional. So most of them are Anywhere coming from... Anywhere from the, Alaska to New Mexico, <laughs> Mexico right? right? <laughs> hey, yeah, wherever we can get them. Now, uh, we're sourcing most of them from the Pacific Northwest at the moment, but you know, as you all know, there's great... Uh, apples locally right in our backyard mm-hmm. and we hope to include those yeah at it's some point super too. crisp um yeah and like bone dry i'm, I'm a cider judge as well zero added sugar fantastic no concentrates gluten-free and vegan yes and that's a great thing i think that's when cider started really becoming bigger in america as so everybody started doing more gluten-free yep. mm-hmm. at the dim sum event you guys did um there was like 16 different courses but i i, I was trying things with everything was but the the dry cider went so well with all of these Asian dishes, especially like they did a coffee rubbed um, crispy pork rib and um, the Peking duck, like a lacquered skin Peking duck. But then also even with like the shumei with shrimp and things and the greens, it just such like balance and the acid and yeah, still dry. and It's super fantastic. versatile. Uh, I think it you know is great with food, like you're describing. Uh, it's great on its own. And, right, the gluten-free thing, I think, is, is big for a lot of people mm-hmm. these days. And so we uh, are really happy to provide more options to drinkers. <laughs> All right. So one option is the super dry. What is the second option? So the second is called Supernatural. And this is a rosé-inspired cider. So 
Well, You're going to crack open. it and yeah, pour it? absolutely. You're going to leave me hanging here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Uh, uh, so good. You so can pour and talk at the same supernatural, time. Supernatural um, is rosé-inspired. So we took inspiration from kind of natural wines, skin contact wines, and wanted to really create kind of more of a, a vibe of rosé versus actually trying to replicate, you know, like rosé wine flavor. And we do that through the addition of hibiscus and rosehip to the base super dry cider. So it's still you know, very oh, okay. dry. Cool. Yeah, same base cider, but the hibiscus and rosehip give a really, really lovely color. Um, it's, uh, you know, this very nice kind of light pink, orangish hue. Uh, Very so, light hue, but absolutely differentiated from the super dry. Yeah, exactly. And what I really appreciate about the two of them is just kind of the nuance in between. Like the color is obviously the big difference, right. but um, you know they they both share the same drinkability. Uh, but the, with Supernatural, you can kind of dress it up a bit. You know, if you're pouring that in the glasses, it like, looks great on the table. It's so beautiful. super dry. But yeah, it's just kind of a fun little riff on an already really exciting cider. I think, um, Cider is also fun to like do different like differently like at Easter and New Year's Eve you know it's bubbly and it's clear and it's kind of you know like that kind of yeah. a- acidic and a little bit of sweet like champagne but this like little bit of pink this is a great Easter but ham this would be so good with Easter ham oh, my oh exactly yeah in the spring right it just evokes that kind of feeling of freshness of spring mm-hmm. outdoors picnics all those fun things and, and so fruit forward for sure exactly and that's the the, the hibiscus and rosehip you know. We tried to add a really subtle touch, and I think it just adds this nice kind of tart red fruit. It almost presents itself as like dried cherry. Uh, yeah, um, a little There's a little bit of floral note, yeah. but it's real subtle. It's still very apple forward. It's still obviously an apple cider, and that was important for now, us, did too. did you, like, so we talked um, before about, like, some of, like, the travel, international travel influence in your yeah. beers. Did you, did you try any ciders when you were traveling? So at the time, that was, was several years ago. So no, I wasn't as focused on cider at the time. But um, over the last year, we've been looking at a lot of cider, really domestically. There's so much awesome cider oh, yeah. being we produced in the U.S. Shed here that yeah, is exactly. Rocks. Tilted shed far west. Just yeah, locally, there's so far many. Far west, yeah. crazy. A um, bunch of great stuff coming out of New York. So, yeah, I did as much research. Uh, call it research, but it's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> That's what we're doing. Somebody's got to right? do it. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're yeah part of the job. That's it. Uh, so yeah, so we're we're really proud to kind of join the ranks of domestic U.S. cider production, and uh, hope people enjoy it. So you only have the two ciders now. Do you anticipate adding others? Yes, I, I would love to. Uh, you know, during the R and D, or the R and D of this cider, uh, several ideas you know were really appealing. Ooh, you have that yuzu rattler beer. I bet yuzu with a dry cider would be killer. Yeah. Yeah, and getting into single variety or more orchard-specific stuff locally um, is something I was also very interested in, exploring different yeast strains. How have your customers reacted to the addition of cider to your list? It's been really beers? positive. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool to see. Um, most people have uh, gotten pretty excited about it. We did do some uh, surveys early on, kind of asking what people would like to see from Fort Point, and cider was one of the top requests and so we're kind of glad to be able you to listen that. to your customers we do, we do. what yeah. a concept <laughs> yeah and it was really fun during r&d we were able to ship out some samples to a kind of select group of people cool. that had you know expressed interest and we got some early feedback there so i think that's really cool to be able to involve you know your fans in the absolutely. r&d process absolutely so where do people find your ciders and your beer well i see the beers 
like everywhere for the most part. But what about the ciders? Like that's pretty pretty new. Yeah, so they they've been out on the market for about a month, so they're still kind of working their way on the shelves. Uh, but I know locally, Whole Foods, um, you know your community corner stores. It's on um, draft too, right? So you can do it like at it restaurants. Is. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you don't bars. see it, the best thing you can do is ask clubs. for it because we can get it. We've made it. We just need to get it there. This is the drive brouhaha. The Dry Brew Haha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewery and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guest today is Mike Schneebeck, Director of Brewing Innovation at Fort Point Beer Company of San Francisco. <laughs> they have two locations. Their mission location is at 742 Valencia Street. Did I give that address right? Oh, my gosh, I did. Uh, <laughs> and they are in the Ferry Building as well. So you may enjoy their beverages either in the Mission District or in the Ferry Building. Mike, we cracked a beer while we were listening to all those wonderful spots. What are we enjoying now? Yeah, so this is Lobos, our hazy IPA. This was a little bit of new territory for us because uh, we've, let's not say we've been resistant to hazy IPA, but uh, we just, you know, didn't get around to making one until about two years ago. Outs. We were, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, for good reason, I think, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we, we try and make really balanced, approachable beer. And I think for a long time, that style was really trying to find its feet. And recently, over the last two years or so, I'd say, uh, the industry just has a really much better understanding of how to make those beers consistent and delicious and and not drinkable. They're drinkable, obviously, but uh, a little they more were, balanced. They were ch- chunky and like the, at the beginning, like there was like like chunks and all you know at the at the yeah. hazies and that they're much. Everybody's doing like a much better. Define job. a hazy for our listeners. Oh. Huh. Well, okay, so Mark Carpenter, <laughs> Mark Carpenter, you know, uh, from, you know, the head brewer for Anchor for 45 years said, I spend my entire career trying not, for my beer not to be hazy, to have it super clear, which meant that there's like, at the time, back then, it was like, there was some like a little bit of hops floating in, some like malt residuals and mm-hmm. the proteins and things as well. And now they're purposely throwing in like... I mean, for a little while, they were well, like, yeah. throwing oatmeal in. You know? Yeah, literally, it was literally throwing things in. But yeah, but now it's just a, a, there's a better understanding of how to manage the ingredients to get a texture that's pleasant, but still a little richer and fuller than a regular mm-hmm. beer. The appearance, obviously, you can't mm-hmm. see through it versus most beers that you can it's see through. It's kind of hazy. Exactly. Hazy. And then uh, also just the way hops are used in the beer. Mm-hmm. I think it's a much more intensely aromatic ju- and flavorful ju- juicier, beer. Juicier, a little sweeter. I mean, when you see one, they'll say, like, juicy, hazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it'll mean that it, like, has, like, almost like a little bit of an, almost like an orange juice yeah. pulp kind of now type, we s- you know, and flavor, too. Yeah, we spent about eight months R and doing the R&D for Lobos just trying to get, you know, the color exactly right and to get the texture to be plush and fluffy versus silky and smooth you know little little details that i think go a long way to making a beer that really fits in with the other beers we do that is approachable um easy to drink and in england they have ciders that are hazy and they call them scrumpies and (laughs) scrumpy (laughs) has higher alcohol but they look like they look exactly like you're hazy and they're higher alcohol and they don't serve them very you know like it like you won't see them at like at a soccer game, a football game, because they tell me that they they make them fight. That scrumpies make people fight. Speaking of the ABV, we didn't mention that the ciders are six point four percent alcohol by volume. Those how are about low for cider? How about the the Lobos? Lobos is six point nine percent. Little little higher. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually pretty low for a cider. A lot of ciders are like mostly like eight percent. You know, and for oh, people yeah, that don't know, there. cider is taxed like wine 
in California. I don't know if just California or federally as well. Federally. Yeah. The tax rules on cider are insane. Mm. <laughs> what about with we don't need to talk about the shipping. <laughs> no, you can actually. I mean, I think people should know if they're wondering why a cider costs more. It oh, costs yeah. you more to make it. Yeah. Uh, th- there's significantly higher and taxes if you're adding anything but apples. So for the, in the case of Supernatural, you know, we pay more and ta- a significant amount more because of the addition of those herbs or other fruits. Um, and then carbonation changes the tax class. You imagine like Really? Yeah. If you so want a, if, if you want a cheaper still? cider, you need to My turn eyes down the are carbonation over now. Yeah, now this is a little technical. Taxes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? But it's good for people to know, like, if you're getting a cider, there is... There like, is a reason why it's more. There is a reason more. why it's more. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just a little more complicated than beer. So one of the many things we got to learn. All right, let's continue on with the beers. I'm curious about the yuzu. We've mentioned it oh, a couple yeah. times, but tell yeah. us about it's it. It's one of my favorites. So this is a newer one for us, too. This is yuzu KSA. And what we did here uh, was add yuzu to our KSA Which kolsch. Which is a Japanese grapefruit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's this really fun, really zesty citrus, citrus fruit. It has a kind of like a pineiness to it that I really enjoy. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, this marriage of KSA and yuzu juice uh, creates this really refreshing Rattler, essentially, you know, it's just kind of yeah. a classic mix of German juice and beer, mm-hmm. and so that's what we did uh, with the yuzu and KSA. And again, it just turns up the refreshment. It's really, really uh, oh, zippy, so really fun, really aromatic. I was actually surprised at the dim sum event that there wasn't the yuzu there because, of course, I went straight to thinking, you know, um, you know, Asian grapefruit, Japanese grapefruit, thinking it would be like right there with the dim sum. Yeah, but um, yeah. Th- didn't make the cut, I guess. But all your beers and ciders worked well with all 16 of those courses. I like this. Isn't that amazing? And that, it's only 4.3%. Yeah. It's low in alcohol. Yeah. Which Rattlers are in, like, Germany, too. Yeah, so this has been out just for a little bit. So it'll see its first summer in 16-ounce cans this year. We're really looking forward to that. It's um, and uh, it won a gold at the World Beer Cup last year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I can understand why. Yeah, that is my second favorite besides the Kolsch, and now the Super Dry Cider from you guys is also Yuzu KSA Rattler Kolsch style ale with Yuzu, and yeah. again only four point three percent alcohol by volume. If you ever see like Yuzu Ponzu sauce, like oh. Japanese, oh my god, I have some at home. That's what that is. It has that Japanese grapefruit in that. So this with like like dishes that have. You know, um, you know, pork or chicken, or have some fat that have a little fattiness to them. That the citrus cuts right through it. Mike, let's uh, talk again about visiting Fort Point Brewing, particularly at your Valencia location. Yeah, so the Valencia location with this really awesome menu, a seafood inspired menu yeah. that we just launched a few months ago. Um, really awesome stuff: crab rolls, fried clam oh sandwiches. God. Uh, oysters. Field trip, Harry. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's it's delicious, and that's all done by our uh, culinary director Cecil. Uh, he's really great, really talented guy, and doing some really delicious food there. What's your hours like there? Dog friendly, kid friendly, um, outdoor beer garden? What, what's so there's a small outdoor seating area in the okay. front, um, and then hour wise, I believe it's noon to about midnight. Okay. Uh, well, you're open noon to 9, Monday and Tuesday, noon to 10, Wednesday and Thursday, noon to 11, Friday and Saturday, and noon to 8, 
on Sunday. So there you go. FortPointBeer.com to go yeah. find out more. And That's also, the, uh, of course, Facebook, Instagram, and all that. Yes, yeah. Fort Point Beer on Instagram. What about kids and dogs? And- yeah, Dog kids friendly. are welcome. Yep. Yeah. And how about the Ferry Building location? Talk about that. Uh, yeah, Ferry Building is a little bit different menu uh, with hot dogs. It's kind of the feature there. It's really simple. I like kiosk. Yeah, I'm it's a just a girl. great place. You want to grab something simple before you get on or off the ferry. Exactly. That's the whole idea. You can enjoy the sunshine there. We've kind of expanded the seating outdoors. It's a really great place to people watch. And we have all our beers on tap there as well as beer to go. Yeah, that's actually one of the best spots in the whole country. What a, what a score oh, yeah. that was. Yeah, that's a... Very, very lucky to be there. Good for you guys. All right. What's coming up in the future for Fort Point Beer Company? Well, we are working on a few, uh, I guess they're kind of secret R&D things. But no, we're well, mostly you can tell excited. Us. There's only 30,000 people listening. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're working on some non-alcoholic beer. Um, okay. Oh, would love to, to get something out into the world hopefully this year. But um, TBD. But no, I think we're most excited about the cider and really trying to spread the word there and let people know that we are also cider makers as well as beer makers. So, um, yeah, expect to, to see a lot of the cider out there. And, again, if you're looking for the newest stuff, our tap rooms are always the best place to go. We also do have a beer club that we launched oh. through our Fort Point Direct service on our website. We're able to ship beer throughout the state. And we've got some fun stuff planned for beer club members, kind of sneak peeks, exclusive packagings of some of the R&D beers and maybe some older retired Fort Point beers. So. Yeah. If you're a true fan and wanting to get in on some of that hard to get stuff, that or would be the place fan, to go. Yeah, you or you to try fan. stuff that you missed before. Exactly. You got to sign up at their website, which mm. is fortpointbeer.com. Mike Schneebeck, Director of Brewing Innovation, thank you so much for joining thank us on you. the Drive yeah, Brew Thanks so much for having me. We're thrilled. To Our be. pleasure. Herlinda, quickly, what's up next week? Tara Jasper's coming in from Sip Song Spirits. Her botanical gins are just ridiculous. All right, that's it for the Drive Brew Haha.